0: What's up, EWU Crew? We're back with another case that is just breaking news. The story itself isn't new. In fact, it occurred a few years ago and has stumped all investigations ever since. But there might've just been a huge development in the case and we've got all the details here. Before we get started, if there are any stories you'd like to see us cover next, leave them in the comments below. And if we pick yours, we'll give you a shout out in the video. And remember to hit the like button if you're part of the EWU crew. And if you haven't joined the crew yet, hit the like button and subscribe. Now, let's get into it. As true crime fans, we're sure that many of you are familiar with the Delphi murders. But if you aren't, let's get into the background of the case before we explore the new developments. On Monday, February 13th, 2017, 13-year-old Abigail Abby J. Williams and 14-year-old Liberty Rose Lynn Libby German went for a hike near the abandoned Monon High Bridge Trail in Delphi, Indiana. They had been dropped off at 1.35 p.m. by Libby's older sister, Kelsey German. The trail was part of the historic trails in the remote woodland in Deer Creek Township. But tragically for the girls, the remote area wasn't totally deserted and so they weren't alone. Libby posted a photo she had taken of Abby as she was walking across the abandoned bridge. The picture was posted at 2.07, and this was the last that either girl was ever heard from. They were meant to meet Libby's father at 3.15, but they never showed up. Worried when there was no sign of the two young girls, both of the families conducted their own search of the area. They called the police around 5.30 to report both girls missing after their desperate search came up with nothing. Police quickly began a search of the woodland and bridge, but at first they had no reason to suspect foul play. In fact, they even considered that the girls could have simply been exploring or were intentionally hiding from their families. However, these theories were sadly very wrong. The two girls' bodies were found around noon the next day after they had vanished on Valentine's Day they were discovered a half mile east of the Monon High Bridge. Police officials and prosecutors have remained tight-lipped about how exactly the girls were killed. To this day, years later, investigators have admitted that they withheld some of the details, including the exact manner of the death in order to maintain the integrity of the case. Something many people wonder about is whether or not there was any DNA evidence found at the crime scene. But just like the details about the girl's manner of death, none of the investigators have revealed if there was any DNA evidence found. Despite the lack of details being publicly released, it hasn't stopped people from sharing their speculations about the case online. One of the most common rumors is that Libby German's phone was moved after she had died because it allegedly pinged off of a few different towers. Kelsey German, Libby's older sister, addressed this rumor and explained that the phone pinged, not because it was moved, but because the towers are actually close together. Another rumor, one that is much more damaging and upsetting for the family, is that the German family allegedly refused to take a lie detector test after the girl's deaths. Kelsey responded directly to this and said, absolutely no one refused a lie detector test That is a very big misconception. We've been very open and given the police everything that we know." Kelsey ended up making a live streamed video in order to address all of the rumors and dispel the ones that aren't true. She spent much of the live stream talking about the allegations that her grandfather, father, and even other members of her family have been involved in the girls' deaths. Kelsey said that these rumors are hurtful and untrue and that her father now doesn't make public statements out of fear that his words will be changed or twisted. Even though a lot of the details about the case haven't been publicly released, which is really what has been fueling the many rumors mostly spread online, there are some key pieces of evidence that we know about the case. First, the FBI released a description of the suspected killer, a man they say is white who weighs between 180 and 200 pounds and stands between five feet, six inches tall and five feet, eight inches tall. The suspect was described as wearing blue jeans, a blue jacket or coat and a hoodie at the time of the crime. Second, there have been two vastly different police sketches of the suspect. The first was released on July 17, 2017 by state police and completed by an FBI sketch artist. As you can see for yourself, the first police sketch shows an older man with a goatee wearing a cap, often called a flat cap and a hoodie. The second sketch wasn't released until April 22, 2019, almost two years later, also by state police. This one shows a much younger man who is clean shaven in comparison to the first and is believed to be between the ages of 18 and 40 but may appear younger than his true age. The second sketch may have been shown to the public in 2019, but according to the Indy Star, it was actually drawn in 2017, just a few days after the girls' bodies were found. This sketch is apparently based on a witness's testimony and the third key piece of information, a video that one of the girls took the day that they died. Libby had managed to take a video of the man who police consider to be a suspect in the case. The footage was recovered from her phone. At first, only a still from the video was shown to the public, which was grainy and pixelated, but clearly shows a man walking on the same bridge that Abby's picture was taken on. But after years without any leads, the one second video was finally released. When the video was shown for the first time, Indiana State Police Sergeant Tony Slocum made a statement that I completely agree with, praising Libby. He said, this young lady is a hero, there is no doubt. To have enough presence of mind to activate that video system on her cell phone, to record what we believe is criminal behavior that's about to occur. On the very same day that the full video came out, The police also released the entire audio evidence that they had also collected. The suspect can be heard talking to the two girls and saying, guys down the hill. The guys part of the audio is much clearer than the rest, but you can still hear that the man has a distinctive voice. I've listened to this audio over and over And what really struck me is how familiar he sounds talking to these two girls. That isn't to say that he knew them necessarily, but he does sound like he is comfortable talking to two young girls he may have just met. Now remember this voice because we're going to come back to this important audio in a minute. The last piece of key evidence released in the case comes from Doug Carter superintendent of the state police, who said that the police have new information that suggests that the suspected killer is from Delphi and could still be living or working there, or at the very least is someone who frequently visits the area. One of the biggest hindrances of this case so far have been the lack of suspects. Over the years since the killings, there haven't been any arrests, though there has been a handful of persons of interest. But this all changed recently, and this is where the story gets really interesting. In order to get into the new information that is currently breaking about the Delphi murder case, we first have to start with another case, one that occurred very recently. On April 19th, 2021, a nine-year-old was lured into a stranger's house who reportedly told her she could come in and pet his dogs. Once in the house, Police have alleged that the house owner, a 42-year-old man named James Brian Chadwell II, took the young girl into his basement, where it is claimed that he attacked, strangled and assaulted her. About an hour after the girl disappeared, she was reportedly rescued by police. The affidavit states that when police were going door to door trying to find the girl, Chadwell told them that, the girl had been at his residence earlier, but had left. When the police returned to check his residence, he allowed them into his basement where the affidavit says that they found it secured with a chain lock and that there they found a young girl who was visibly distraught and crying with her clothing on the floor beside her. Chadwell was immediately arrested and charged with attempted murder, child attempted child kidnapping, criminal confinement, battery resulting in serious bodily injury and strangulation. What is really important to note is that Chadwell's house was about 15 to 20 miles from Delphi. Following his arrest, Carroll County Sheriff Toby Lisenby spoke to local news outlets and said that they are now looking into him in relation to the 2017 Delphi murders of Libby German and Abby Williams. At first, there didn't seem to be a clear link between the recent case and the Delphi murders, but Sheriff Lisenby has said that there are several factors which has brought the attention of the investigators who are looking into the Delphi case onto Chadwell. Currently though, any specific link between the two cases hasn't been publicly released. And because the police have shared so little about the details of the Delphi case, I'm doubtful that they will tell us anything until it is totally confirmed." This development was pretty shocking as there haven't been many persons of interest in the Delphi case. But then this story took another dramatic turn and this is where it gets really weird. Chadwell's own brother came forward after he had been arrested and spoke candidly to Inside Edition. Ashley Chadwell said that his brother is, quote, absolutely capable of killing someone and should be locked up and never let loose again. It's pretty unusual to see family members speak publicly about one another this way, especially after an arrest and before a conviction. But Ashley Chadwell went even further when he described his brother as a monster, exactly. He's an absolute evil person. He went on saying, Do I think that he's capable of that kind of crime? Absolutely, absolutely. He's shown numerous times, not only to his friends, but his family as well, that he has that kind of evil streak to him. Another one of Chadwell's family members also came forward, his own stepfather, who agreed with Chadwell's brother. The stepfather said that in his opinion, Chadwell could probably be capable of committing a crime, such as the Delphi murders, He also went even further and said that the police should lock him up in jail and throw away the key this time. I was really interested about why the stepfather said this time. So I looked into what he could be referring to. I found out that Chadwell is actually a convicted felon who has a very extensive criminal history. In Miami County, he was convicted of the felony of criminal recklessness with a deadly weapon. He also has been convicted of aggravated assault and stolen property in South Dakota in 2000, and of being a felon in possession of a firearm in 2001, along with many other convictions, including resisting law enforcement, criminal trespass, and criminal mischief. Something eerie that one netizen pointed out is that Chadwell has some rather creepy tattoos, some that look like young girls' faces, Even creepier is the fact that the girls' faces look like they are crying tears of blood. A few people even speculated that one of the faces looks a little similar to Libby German, though I think this might be a bit of a stretch as the tattoo is a caricature. Since Chadwell's name was released as being looked into in connection with the Delphi murders, a lot of attention has been brought to his social media, specifically his TikTok account, which he used frequently. But if you want to go look him up, his account has since been deleted. Have no fear though. Some quick thinking users recorded most of his TikToks and they can now be found in compilations. After watching a lot of Chadwell's TikToks, there was one that really stood out to me. One that I found really weird. It was posted on April 18th and in it, Chadwell talks directly to all you little kids out there. And I realized that in quite a few of his TikToks, he seems to aim his comments to people who are much younger than him. But in this really strange video, he has a cut on the bridge of his nose, which he points out, but it's his message that I found chilling. Looking intensely into the camera, as he does in almost all of his TikToks, he says, If you want some, come get some. Quit praying on little people. A comment that is really unnerving given what he is later accused of doing. Because Chadwell has made so many TikToks, we now have the opportunity to do something really interesting. We can compare his voice to the audio evidence from the Delphi murders. Here's the audio of the suspect saying, guys down the hill. Listen closely to the cadence of the suspect's voice. And here are pieces of some of Chadwell's TikToks. All you people out there that are sharing your stories and inspiring the rest of us to keep trying and doing our best. I'm still a to support you guys. I'm still a to support you guys. Guys. Because the audio clue from Libby's phone is only three seconds long, it's hard to make any kind of definite statement about whether or not Chadwell's voice sounds similar. Other people have listened to this comparison and said that the suspect in the clip sounds older than Chadwell, while others think they can hear a similar accent in both audio clips. What do you think of these clues, EWU crew? Do you hear any similarity between Chadwell's voice in his TikToks and the audio evidence from Libby's phone? Do you think Chadwell looks like either of the police sketches of the suspect? Let us know all your theories and speculations in the comments below the video. We will be watching this disturbing case closely for any updates, as we're sure you will be too. More stories for you to explore will pop up next on your screen.